The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. Saying is, make it till you make it. Too many people are unable to escape the core energy of the word fake. Fake, not real or not of equal value, not true, false. So you are always operating in integrity and harmony with spiritual truth. So there is so there's something out of alignment when someone says, operate out of spiritual integrity until you make it. Be the opposite of source energy until you become it. To demonstrate spiritual principle, we must live congruently within and as spiritual principle. A more spiritually correct phraseology might be act as if until you live it. Think, feel, imagine, speak as if until you evolve it. As Create, pray, meditate, visualize as if until the it is. Esther Hicks said, never mind what is. Imagine it the way you want it to be so that your vibration is a match to your desire. When your vibration is a match to your desire, all things will gravitate to meet that match every time. So we ask, do you think that Warren Buffett or Oprah, oh no, Oprah, have the same focused prayers, visualizations, daily thoughts running through their mind as someone who works in a factory or at a McDonald's. Would the affirmations and daily second nature habits and actions, you know, how you get ready for the day, how you interact with others throughout your day, would those daily habits and interactions of, say, Lady Gaga or Garth Brooks. Be the same as someone as a performer lip-syncing hits from the 70s over at the Claremont Lounge on Pond. It's a safe bet they aren't. It's taken 18 years, but I finally worked the Claremont Lounge into a talk. A fake it till you make it intention will only outpick you as a fake realization. Never mind what is. Imagine, affirm, pray, think, visualize, act as the way you want it to be so that your vibration matches your desire in every spiritual, mental, and physical atomic aspect of your being. Adequate. Serve as the resonating energetic blueprint of your desire. When your triune vibration, that whole of you, serves as the energetic foundation for your desire, 
all things in your experience will gravitate to meet that match every time. Think, feel, imagine, speak, create, pray, meditate, visualize, act as if until the it is. In Emergence, Derek Rydell writes this. He says, your deepest desires are clues of what's already in you, trying to come out. And as you take action from this place of already being the thing, your actions are not trying to achieve it. Rather, they're an expression of alignment with it, an affirmation of your true nature. From that place, there's no more resistance, no more negation, and you become an opening through which the next stage of your greater self That's acting as if. There's nothing fake about the power of the energy of spirit individualizing as you or any aspect of your being. God individualizing as you is as real as it gets and is real as it already is. Acting as if is not a call to fake anything or sacrifice your spiritual Rather, it is a spiritual exercise laying the groundwork for a resonating force of that vibrational blueprint in your design, directing the energy of your highest self to align with that blueprint. See, someone can affirm that they desire the abundance of Warren and Oprah. They can even go out and spend money they don't have to create that fake illusion and even more financial problems than they currently have. However, affirmation without action is a contradiction, and action without conviction is vacillation. They want individuals want to walk out on that stage, believing, offering every atom of their being to the whole of the universe, knowing, feeling, believing, affirming, visualizing, evolving as if in that moment they're giving the of a lifetime and everyone present will shout with glee, I was there when he or she performed at the cinema. It was fantastic. In that moment of vibrational alignment, the emergence of the true self is who they are, not where they are. Derek wrote this. He said, the key to engineering your emergence is to bring all elements of your being, thoughts, feelings, words, and actions, into congruence with your highest vision, your true nature. This means designing your goals, plans, and actions around what is true within you. The emerging impulse, not what appears possible or what the world says you should or shouldn't do, even if the actions seem impractical, logical, unreasonable, and counterintuitive. You want to allow your whole divine self to emerge. You want to bring forward your greatest desire while remaining in alignment with your spiritual integrity and universal spiritual mission. This is what makes the ever so slight number shift possible so that you are always thinking, feeling, imagining, speaking, creating, creating, meditating, visualizing, 
as if until every atom of your primal existence is being created, which is the title of our lesson for today, being created. We have a little parable for you. Once upon a time, there was a congressman, a member of Congress, Congress, and they were cleaning out their office, cleaning out an old file cabinet in their office, and all of a sudden he comes across this brass lamp. And he dusts off this brass lamp, and sure enough, a greenie pops out and says, I'll grant you two wishes. The government has everything that's been cut back. I'll grant you two wishes. And the congressman said, I want to be on an island surrounded by beautiful women. And poof, he was on, a, on an island with these gorgeous women just fawning all over him. And the congressman said, oh, this is genie asked, well, what about your second wish? And the genie, the congressman said, I wish I would never have to work again. Poof, he was back in his congressional office. <laughs> never wish for an external power. Always do. Choose which parable meaning to bring today for you. This morning we are in week three of our series based on the book Conversion by Derek Rydell. And the book is filled with insights and exercises designed to assist you in evolving your spiritual authority. And it's available in other bookstore or on Amazon. But I want to share with you, Derek defines the principle of conversion as evolving your desires, your spiritual energy, in all the greatness, all the glory, all the joy that we know like Jesus. And in emergence, he addresses the spiritual exercise of acting as if within two chapters. Here's what Derek wrote. He said, we have been conditioned to believe that if something seems lacking, we have to go out and get it, cajole, control, and complain until someone gives it to us. But the opposite is true. We must find what appears missing within ourselves and let it out. The universal mind, the kingdom of heaven, nirvana, they are all within you. The way to experience it, however, is not by dying and going there, but by living and giving from there. Giving from there. Want more, want more love in your life? Give more love to them. Want more respect? maybe, then give more respect to those who share your journey. Want more abundance in your journey? Then give more of your abundance to the world. If any area of someone's journey appears to be lacking in some area, it's not because something is being withheld. It is because something is not being released. And what is not being released is the individual's organic and unabridged spiritual authority. Derek said, learn strategy start giving what you've been trying to get. First to yourself, that's very important. First to yourself, and then to people and environments where the lack appears. This reverses the flow of energy, making you the cause in your world instead of feeling like you 
are at the exact empowering you to generate whatever raw materials your vision requires. So we get into this mindset in our spiritual quest to evolve and expand and say, hey, I'm at one with source and these are the things that I want to transform in my life. And immediately people go out and they begin looking externally to improve their journey. Forgetting the whole while that we're on this, this trip, if you will, of life as spiritual beings destined a greater experience of the divine. And that's not just for ourselves, but that's for all others. But yet, there's this constant direction to look externally to bring some sort of greater good into our journey. And what Derek is saying through emergence, through this aspect of giving you from your higher self, is that if we want to experience that more good, if we want to experience more joy, more, more at one with way to do that is by first going within. To look within yourself and say, what other areas may I give more of this attribute of source to my experience? And that can be an abundance of things. It doesn't have to be just about money. It can be about investing time. It can be about investing just the ability to listen. Think about this. How many people in your journey right now would benefit from you saying, hey, tell me what's going on in your life? And when they say, oh, everything's fine, you say, that sounds good, Gary. Now tell me what's really going on. That's giving from your higher self. That's showing support and appreciation to those around you. Because at the end of the day, what do we really want? We want to feel love and Derek says the biblical statement, ask and you will receive, from John 16, might be, might be more accurately stated, give and you will receive. Only through letting the light shine within shine can you live the life that has been illuminated. Through emergence, giving is receiving. The great reversal is not only realizing that everything we need is within us, but also realizing that everything we need is spiritual. And there's a part in the book that Derek addresses that we often, we often lose folks with, the overachiever. They go out and they achieve something, and then they want more and more and more and more and more. And they never stop. And you're going, God, just take a pill once in a while. What's driving you? Because it's about not feeling, sensing that internal validation. They always feel lacking because they haven't evoked the wholeness of their journey. They always feel as if they have to get something from out there because they haven't allowed their consciousness to be cleansed by reversing the flow of their consciousness and allowing the energy fields that flow through us and around us to be an energy that flows out first light in our lives, but then we can't hang on to it like a little light in a little lamp. Where it is, it hurts. We have to let it go, and if we don't let it go, 
then we're going to get into problems. The body itself is going to get into problems. Michelangelo said the greatest danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high and we miss it, but that it is too low and we reach it. And what we are here to say, say to you is all these external goals, those are fine and dandy. Pursue them. Don't stop pursuing them. But understand, those are low goals. Those are the low goals because they're external goals. When your goals are to live in oneness, to express your divinity, to come forward and actually be that spiritual master that you're meant to be, that's a higher goal. That's aiming for the high mark. And that's why people get on this merry-go-round of always having to they get confused they think the more they get in the more they have it's the opposite the more they get in the less they can give and they have to give forgetting that there's a divine timing farmer doesn't forge his crop fearing that if he gives it away he'll never have any more he understands that the fruit is the effect of an invisible cause within the tree it is the symbol of the real wealth is the invisible process that allows the roots, roots to turn to the raw soil, into the sap, to blossom, and the fruit. So when in the winter the tree is bare, the farmer doesn't lose faith to cut it down because he knows the tree is just as abundant as ever. So the same holds true for the landscape of our journey. If our, if our landscape
experiences of bondage that we say. In the experience of nothingness, we say, just right here and now, all I'm going to do is live and know and affirm and be my individualized expression of source. That is when we experience and know bondage or bondage. Any follow-up action that you do in the physical realm, that is simply the extension of the practice of nothingness. Eric said the world can never add or take away from anything that you do. It can only reflect what you are allowing to emerge. As long as you remain rooted in your source and cultivate the inner conditions that are congruent with the seed of your potential, you will produce a bountiful harvest even after death. And so I want to explain a little bit what this might look like. And Derek gives a great example that when he counsels individuals that that are looking for more love in their life or looking for that significant other, right? No one here, I know you're all perfectly happy. He counsels them to write a love letter to their unseen significant other. He, he directs them to set out a place for them to have dinner, to have conversations with them openly, audibly. Why? Because all of that movement that comes after the action of nothingness, all of that movement is moving energy. All of that energy is being conditioned. It's being put into a pattern, a pattern that universal energy will follow. That's why he does that. And we can extend that to say, if I wanted to start a new business say, I'm not going to sit down and get wrapped up in, I have to go to the courthouse to get a business license, I have to go here, to get that, yada, yada, yada. What I'm going to do is counsel you or counsel them to write job offerings to the employees I want to hire. I'm going to write a job offering to them, a benefits package, reasonable. I'm going to write it with decent pay. I'm going to write that job offer and, and know that the funds are there to pay for it. Because that is the knowing that the success is there. That is the awareness that the abundance is there. So I want to supersede all that minutiae stuff that people feel is overbearing. If I want to become, I don't even know, give yourself an example, a singer, I'm going to write my acceptance of my contract from Motown Records with a few caveats. Motown would laugh me out of the building. Life coach Cheryl Richardson pasted a photo of a man on her visualization board, and the photo was someone that was represent someone that she wanted to love and marry, and marry. And a couple of years went by, and she married a fella that looked very similar coincidentally to the man on the picture of her poster board. And Richardson said, "This is not magic. It just it just didn't happen overnight. It took." 
but she said that she firmly believed she manifested her love and her marriage from her visualization and taking subsequent action. Additionally, her, her vision board had a picture of her being uh, a picture of Phil Donahue, and she said that was her first national TV show. That first national show that she ever did. She had put it on her board. When Lisa Nichols, we all know Lisa Nichols from The Secret, right? When she was a struggling mom and nobody knew her name, she made a vision board. And she included on that vision board, Lisa reveals all to Oprah. And a few years later, she was invited by Oprah to discuss her vision board experience on the show as a part of, part of a segment inspired by The Secret. When Olympian Ruben Gonzalez kid. He wrote Sports Illustrated asking him where he could learn to move. You know, the, the sledding. I call it sledding, right? And the magazine mailed Gonzalez a photograph of a man racing on a luge, and he framed it so that he could see it from his bed every morning when he woke up. Gonzalez said, every morning, the first person I saw was the luge man. Seeing the luge man was a constant reminder that I was training for the Olympics to eat right, to work out, and to surround myself with like-minded people at night before turning out the lights. The last person I saw was the luge man. He won three Olympic medals over a span of four decades. Yes, four decades. Isn't that something? We love the vision board stories, don't we? We, we love it because we're, we're know the power of visualization, yet too often individuals forget that to every vision board story, there's a back story, a back story of untold congruent action, stories of the individual doing the work required to achieve the vision and of living the energy of the vision until that vision outpitches in their journey. Derek wrote, in many instances where I have failed to fulfill my heart's desire, I hadn't fully invested in the new reality I was trying to create. I had affirmed and intended, even felt a level of inner conviction, but my consistent follow-through wasn't there. At some point, either because it got too hard, scary, or brought up some unhealed wounds, my actions stopped being congruent with my deepest my inner conviction and outer life were no longer in integrity, I was divided and then divided to fall. In being this, you want to allow your whole self to emerge, bringing forward your greatest desire while remaining in alignment with your spiritual integrity and power, just making that every, ever so slightly upward shift in consciousness that you think, feel, imagine, speak, create, meditate, visualize, act as if until every atom of your triune existence is being it. The process of being it, you're reverse engineering the current flow of your conditioned energy. You are offering your highest and best self at all times, giving the essence that you are so it may emerge as the essence you desire. Les Brown said we must look for ways to be and 
must take charge of our own destiny, design a life of substance, and truly begin to live our dreams. If you've got a vision board, awesome. If you don't have a vision board, go get one. And now, designed to ruin action. You serve as the energetic formative agent of your vision. Write out that acceptance letter to Motown. Write out the job offer to your employee that was your company. Write a love letter to the intended loved one. Write to the bank and say thank you for servicing the loan that used the funds to pay off my mortgage. This isn't faking it until you make it. This is creating, affirming, knowing, acting as it in the process of becoming. And when you create that blueprint, through your congruent actions, then the energy flows Derek said, we act and don't act based on false identity and self-creation. Made up of false ideas we have about ourselves, bringing us out of integrity with our true nature. And when we do act, even if it's through a metaphysical or other self-improvement techniques, we're trying to get something instead of realizing we want to let something out. We want to seek to let something out. And what we want to let out is that spiritual energy that we are that fulfills our every desire, that allows us to come forward and express something greater in our journey than the day before. So ask yourself, in all your spiritual work that you're doing, is it based on what you want to become? Is it based on who you are? So all of your spiritual efforts, all of your retreating, your praying, your affirming, based on who you want to become, or is it based on identity? That's what he's talking about, that false identity. Who you are is, and always, an individualized expression of yours. You want to begin treating, affirming, knowing, praying that way. You want to begin this process today to allow this moment to serve as your calling card to start the process Zig Ziglar said you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. You have to start to be great. Look, every once in a while I get the flow and I get connected to you guys, and I can feel your energy and I know you can feel mine. And, and, and Dan hates it when I do this because he knows I'm about to gear up, and that's where we are right now. So here's what we need you to hear. Everything that we've talked about this morning, visualizing, acting your vision, imbuing your vision, if you weren't ready to believe it, you weren't ready to practice it, you weren't ready to be it, you wouldn't be guiding me in that direction.
step into greatness, one step at a time. And nobody will judge whether that step is small or large. Let that belief be yours. What matters is that you begin taking the step. What matters is that you leave here today and say, in this moment, I am going to allow my shining self, my spiritual, my mental, my physical being to be congruent with that which I want to create. And nothing will ever get in the way. That's that, guess what? Tag goes away. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. <clears throat> All right. If you would please say the offering affirmation with me. Infinite mind. Infinite mind. In as and through me. In as and through me. Blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work and returns to me multiplied abundantly. And if the ushers would please come forward as they're coming forward. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.